0: Welcome to the Professional Plumber Podcast. We hope that these podcasts will bring some insight into who we are and what we do. So while in conversation with the PIRB, sit back, enjoy, and make sure to connect with the PIRB on Facebook or at PIRB.co.za for more.
1: A warm welcome to our audience and welcome to another lacquer technical episode or technical discussion that we're going to have today. My name is Willem Klopper, I'm your host and again in studio with me for this lacquer technical discussion that we're going to have today, Mr. Richard Bailey. Richard, welcome and thanks a Stack for your time and effort in, uh, in joining me.
2: Hi, Willem. Yeah, thanks a lot. Uh, as usual, it's a pleasure to be here. And um, ah, no, it's not an effort. It's it's a pleasure actually to to do these uh, podcasts. So yeah, let's get on with another technical one. I mean, I think these are always well received. I, I don't know how I don't know how long it's going to take for. <laughs> people to realize the, the 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 value of podcasts as i have mm. I, I listen to all manner of podcasts so um yeah i, I love the thing so uh, hopefully these get out got a good library going already so let's yeah let's build it up
1: you you and i have spoken in a couple of podcasts before about the um you know the that the, the, the fact is that the plumbers today are spoiled for choice. Um, I mean they they've got so many platforms from which they can learn and grow and develop. they They can listen to podcasts and learn about their trade and their skills and in and and the, and the the industry that they work in. Um, it's just one additional extra convenient way. I mean, they chuck it on the on their cell phone put the earphones in and listen to it on their way to uh, to the next site, the next job site. Um, I mean, how convenient is that?
2: Exactly. You put it on Bluetooth over your, over your vehicle's uh, audio system. And, yeah. you know, it, it, every time you get in, it re- well, I mean, depending on the vehicle, but every time you get in and start the car, it recognizes, it hooks up and it take continues from where Mm. you left off it's such a pleasure you know so yeah i mean if you look at it 10 years 15 years ago you know if you wanted to learn anything you've got to give up time you've got to go sit in a classroom then along came live uh, webinars and then came recorded webinars and sessions so you could do it at your own time now you've got you know podcasts that you can you just listen to the audio what a pleasure what a pleasure absolutely
1: before we continue with our conversation have a listen to this
0: Are you a tradesperson or a trading company that is looking for a platform to market your services? Let Articulated speed up the process for you. You can use our podcast to sell your services. Email us for a quote at organizer at articulated.co.za. You can also visit our website at www.articulated.co.za. Introducing the Plumbing Industry Registration Board Company Registration Portal. Now you can register your company to have access to more benefits, including purchasing and allocating certificates of compliance to your PRB-registered employees. Visit www.pirb.co.za to find out more information.
1: All right, so today's discussion and the the topic of discussion for today, uh, using the non-compliance notice to your advantage. But I want to kick off by asking you, first of all, what is a non-compliance notice?
2: Okay, so as the name implies, it's a notice to the consumer. It is a written notice to the consumer um, that, that tells them that something's not compliant. So non-compliance notice is a, is, a, is a thing that you're saying, hey, I'm drawing your attention to the So, The SANS, a number of SANS installation uh, standards such as SANS 10254, 10106, uh, 1352. These standards for installations um, often require that. Well, let's 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 put it this way: they 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 require that it um, that it is uh, that the installation is compliant. But then they also say if you cannot make it compliant, that um, you need to issue a written notice of non compliance now mm-hmm. what is a written notice of non compliance and how, what does it look like and how do i know what it you know what it must um, feel like and, and 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 look like so apart from the fact that on a certificate of compliance and i'll just divulge, well diverge a little bit here uh, a, a PIRB certificate of compliance there is a little block or space allowed for notices of non-compliance. And in fact, there are pre-populated drop-down menus on the electronic version that you can populate quite easily, which generates its own non-compliance notice. So that's a route you can take. But it doesn't have to be something like that. In fact, the thing that guides us to, uh, and that tells us what it must look like because remember, it is a document which is um, affording the consumer certain rights, and, and we will unpack that. But so the thing that drives it and shapes it is the is the um, the Consumer Protection Act. So the Consumer Protection Act, in a nutshell, and I'm not going to go into detail because there is lots of material available out there detailing non-compliance notices but that's not the purpose of this um, podcast so but the the Consumer Protection Act um, says that if we are going to or if we intend to uh, issue a notice to a consumer that is intended to limit the liability of the supplier in other words I'm I'm giving you something to say to you I am limiting my liability so that is a true statement or that requires the client or consumer to acknowledge certain facts so it's doing both of those roles but among other things as well there are other things that 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 holds true but those are the two main things i am limiting my liability and i'm asking you to acknowledge some facts Mm, and mm. that notice needs to be written in a particular way because it needs to play a particular role you cannot just write cryptic hieroglyphs <laughs> on a stone tablet and give it to the client and say oh, I've done my job. <laughs> no, you haven't, because yeah. they <laughs> yeah. you know. So there are very specific requirements for a written non-compliance notice, and and there's lots of them, and it's a laborious process. Not laborious, but it's a long, it's a long discussion. It's a longer discussion than this podcast. So if you're interested to find out exactly the incident, go and have a look. There's lots of stuff on, you know, the IOPSA LMS system, for example, that you'll find free stuff about, um, about non-compliance notices.
1: Mm. But at the end of the day, it must be something that is uh, easily understandable uh, for the consumer.
2: That's 100% correct. Uh, I need my, um, as, a, as, a, as a supplier, my um, job is to make sure that, I am, uh, that I'm... That I'm making that that um, client or the consumer understand exactly what's going on in their house. It's no good that only I understand what goes on there. Yes, to a certain mm. extent, mm. that's the case. But if there's a critical thing that I need to tell you about, I must make sure you understand what it is. All
1: right. So you mentioned you mentioned that the standards and the requirements of the standards is that a, 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 a ins, an installation must. Uh, be compliant or must comply with the requirements of that standard Uh, or alternatively if it cannot or doesn't then at least a a non-compliance notice must be issued all right so who decides when when what is done in other words under which circumstances should one issue a written notice of of non-compliance
2: yeah um, because you know if you read the standards um, just on the face of it and you say oh you say, oh well, this this must comply. But if it doesn't, you just write, write a write a notice, you know. So why should I even bother? Mm-hmm. No, that's not the that's not the case. So mm-hmm. we, the the standards are quite uh, clear in the fact that it says if you are unable to comply with any of the requirements within the standard, then you shall issue the the owner with a written notice of non-compliance. What does that mean? It means there needs to be circumstances or factors that are preventing you from from making the installation compliant. You need to be prevented from making that compliant. Now, what does that mean? So, it's not it's not your choice, is what I'm saying. It's not your the installer's choice. The installer, when I or somebody else, or anybody else comes and asks you the question, why is that not compliant? Oh, no, well, I just decided to not do it and then give the no. No, no. It may not, it's not your choice. Mm. You must be prevented from making it compliant. So what does that mean? Okay, the client refuses. Fair enough. That's a legitimate reason. If I go to Mrs. Jones and I say, ma'am, I'm going to have to install an additional pipe here for the TP overflow. It needs to be bigger size. Uh, it needs to be bracketed properly, and it needs to go a different route. And it's going to cost uh, uh, one and a half or 2,000 Rand to install. And she says, no way you're crazy. that has been like that for 15 years. I'm not interested. Mm-hmm. Okay, ma'am, I'm going to give you a written notice of non-compliance. I'm going to explain it to you, and it's still your choice, but you must acknowledge that you've made that choice. Okay, yeah. fine. So the client refuses. Mm-hmm. That's legitimate. What happens if it's physically impossible? What happens if you go, which is the case time and time again, I think we've mentioned it a few times, if you go to a, a reasonably old block of flats, let's say, for example, where previously there had been an upgrade in the in a certain type of geyser to a new pressurized type of geyser, now the requirements for overflows are, have changed. The previous plumber didn't do his due diligence and he simply... Forgot about the overflows. Now you are there to replace a geezer. Hmm. There is no place for you to take overflows to or safe place. So hmm. you make the best of a bad situation and you give the notice of writ- a written notice of non compliance. That's, mm-hmm. that's all you can do. You Re- can't work miracles.
1: Re- we've, also so spoken, we've also spoken about the, the, the design, you know, the design that may not allow for yeah. plumbing installations to be compliant.
2: Correct. Absolutely correct. So, if you are then asked to do do an installation or whatever the case may be in an a situation that makes it impossible for you to comply, so so that that is the that is then you're out. That is your your your. It's it allows you to walk away without any liability on your shoulders. Mm-hmm. Be, just be very clear that this is pre-existing conditions. So, a non-compliance notice is for pre-existing uh, conditions only. Pre- it's pre- not stuff that is, yeah.
1: It's not something that you installed just now and then…
2: Yeah. If, if, I go to a, if I go to a brand new house and I'm asked to install a geezer in the roof, um, um, that's a different story.
1: Before we continue with our conversation, have a listen to this.
2: To the life-giver, the forever-lasting incubator, the heartbeat of many homes, and the queen of humanity. To the mothers, wives, girlfriends, sisters, and aunts, on this Women's Month, we wish to honor you for all your endless contributions. You are more than worthy. You are a reflection of greatness. You are power behind all our proud plumbers. Happy Women's Month to you
0: forget to download the all new and improved app plumber from the google play store all your plumbing solutions are just a click away exclusively for android users
1: all right richard so you mentioned that um, non-compliance notices must be for pre-existing conditions right so but how about new installations can a new installation have a, a non-compliance notice
2: um Philip, no they it it can't the the responsibility of the installer is to make sure that what he installs is new is is compliant if there is a circumstance on site that makes it impossible for him to comply and these words exist in the standards then you shall install it according to a rational design drawn up by a qualified engineer so essentially if there is a circumstance on site that prohibits you from uh complying with a standard and it 's a new installation you then go and you say, okay, I need a rational design in order to comply with this standard and in order to comply with you know my obligation so what does that mean it means that an engineer comes to you and he says, well he presents a drawn design that uh, is an alternative it's 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 a, it's a deviation from the requirements but it 's still within the safety parameters and he signs it off mm. He takes responsibility and removes responsibility from your shoulders. So it is almost the same thing in the, in the fact that it, it, you, it's just that you are not designing the, mm. the, the um, alternative. An engineer is and removing responsibility from your shoulders. So it's as simple as that. So just remember for a new installation, any deviance, that's a rational design. For pre-existing impossible situations, that's a non-compliance notice. In mm-hmm. both cases, you have removed responsibility or liability from yourself, mm-hmm. which is important.
1: Okay. So so that could sort of, in, in, from my perspective as a layman, that could sort of count as a, uh, an, a, a an advantage of, of a non-compliance. But what other advantages, or how can plumbers use a non-compliance notice to their advantage.
2: It, it is absolutely an advantage in that it, indemn- it indemnifies you. So that's the that's the first thing. Um, you 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 because often plumbers and installers are f- f- feel like they've been boxed into a corner where they either have to break the law or lose the job, and and that shouldn't be the case. You you should have to you should be able to. Uh, stay within the boundaries of the law, and still carry on with the continue with the job. You simply have to know what to do when. So you knowing when to use a non-compliance notice shows your knowledge base. So if you have the discussion with the um, developer slash engineer slash architect, you say, okay, here we go. That's fine. You've done this. I need now this to complete. And they have to oblige because you can. You've got your facts based in law, so it shows your knowledge. It shows that you know what you're talking about. Mm. It also then indemnifies you if you do it correctly and you follow the process and the documents are signed. You are completely indemnified, no matter what happens down the line. You've brought to the attention all the correct things. You've done all the right things, and it indemnifies you. But honest, I'm. I wouldn't say on a new development, big sort of engineer and architecturally designed development, but certainly on smaller things, sort of Mr. and Mrs. Jones jobs, where you go there and you say, okay, there's a couple of pre-existing things and you have the discussion. You don't try and embellish it. You just have a frank discussion. They believe you. What does it do? It creates work. Mm. You have gone from replacing a Giza element to now, a, an 8000 rand um, sort of bringing the compliance up to standard because they because it's correct it's mm. it's it's true especially you're not trying you, to um,
1: especially if you yeah. if you explain to them the risks that are involved if it's not compliant um in, in 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 you know what can possibly happen if it's not compliant
2: exactly the trick is to to come across from a base of knowledge and um and have people believe you and it's if you if you don't know what you're talking about people are not going to believe you because you won't be talking you know from a from a perspective of knowledge but if you do know what you're talking about and you know the laws trust me it just falls into place people cannot argue with you because whatever argument they bring to the party you you simply say no i'm sorry that's not the case because of this that and the next thing so It not only brings more work, but it it, um, strengthens that trust between yourself and the client. They really start to see in you um, a a person that knows what they're talking about and that they can trust and that they can ask for proper advice. Mm. So when that starts to happen, they start to agree. And apart from creating work for yourself, what you're doing is you're creating more and more compliant installations, which plays into client or customer safety, which is, this is what we're all here for, right? It's what we're all here for. And then, of course, the clients themselves are informed. They become informed, which, again, is a byproduct, a positive byproduct of this whole process.
1: Absolutely, because that goes back to not only health and safety for for the and, and efficiency to, to the consumer, the person who received the services and the installation, but also the upliftment of the plumbing industry as a whole.
2: And, I mean, the upliftment of the industry, the, the actual upliftment of the industry, but also the perceived value of the industry from a, from a client's perspective, because the client's that they want to. I, as a consumer, want to trust the person that mm-hmm. I call in mm-hmm. here to come and paint my, my I want to trust you. It's. I want to. I don't want to have to manage you. No. So, and and this is uh, you know, This is vital. I mean, if we, you know, so so all these things tie in Villem. All these technical podcasts, you know, they, they all tie into the same thing. It's the same thing. All the laws, rules, regulation exist. For one purpose and one purpose only, and that's all common it's common across the board so yeah,
1: and then the clients are also informed well informed I mean hundred percent yeah they are there they are only benefits there are only we, we used the term advantaged, but there are only benefits, and it's a win win situation for everyone involved, not just the plumber yeah. who walks away indemnified, but also the consumer that is now aware of what is not compliant within their plumbing installation and their plumbing system within their property and and that they've been given the, the knowledge and the explanation of what and why and, you know, the risks involved with it and been given the option to actually bring that up to standard. Um, I mean, yeah, I think it's a win-win situation for everybody involved.
2: Absolutely. Um, you know... <laughs> I I I've, I've got many years of plumbing under my belt and um and and there's a there's a common recurring situation that that happened throughout my career time and time again when you get to a particular job and you've got this nagging feeling in your gut that it, yes you you're doing your best you, you you're sorting out the immediate symptom but you know you haven't addressed the problem, and mm. for years you know you you just you'd have this thing in your gut saying, "Gosh, what is the actual solution? What can I do?" You know, well, then I started to about you know eight nine years ago, I started to really get into the standards and understand them properly, and understand how to how to uh, implement them and the non-compliance notice, and and therein lies the answer. Mm. There is, If you've got a gut feeling that something is left incomplete or not tied up and packaged nice, there's something wrong. Mm. Just go back to your knowledge base. Look at the standards. Apply the standards or pick up the phone and phone somebody like me. We, all of us are available and get the right information. And I promise you there's no, there's no circumstance that is impossible. You, mm. you, you just overcome it.
1: Before we continue with our conversation, have a listen to this. Plumber
0: training has never been easier with Articulated Plumber courses. Enroll now to upskill yourself at your own pace and earn CPD points. Our informative and easy-to-follow courses can be found on iopsitraining.co.za. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Articulated Plumber.
1: Richard. I want to thank you again for the information that you've shared. I want to thank you again for your time and your effort in having joined us for this conversation. I do believe that it's going to carry great value to our audience, whether that be consumers, whether that be the installers and the plumbers, um, but it will definitely have great value. So once again, thanks a Stack and thanks a Stack to our audience as well.
2: Yeah, thanks very much, Willem. uh, Always a pleasure. Awesomeness. Mm.
1: just before wrapping up this conversation, have a listen to this. We'd like to encourage our audience to follow Articulate It Plumber on Instagram and Facebook to learn more about any exciting and interesting news that we may have. Our handle on both Instagram and Facebook is Articulate It Plumber.
0: Thanks for having tuned in. Make sure to read more about the PIRB on our website at pirb.co.za and on our social media channels like Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.